2: Michigan Ball and Basketball Recruit Podcast here on SB Nation's Maze and Brew. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today, as always, my partner in crime, John Simmons. Man, how are you doing on this Ohio State hate week?
1: Uh, trying not to get my hopes up too much.
2: I yeah, I'm I'm kinda with you there. I got my hopes up way too much last season, and we all know how that worked out. So My expectations are much lower at this point than they were a year ago, so we will have to wait and see how all that goes. However, one good thing about this weekend, in the event that Michigan does lose again to their arch-rival Ohio State, they've got a lot of big-time recruits coming in, and not just a ton of recruits in general, because they do. There are a ton of guys that are coming on to campus this weekend to see Michigan play Ohio state, but a lot of them high ranked guys, guys that they have really highly ranked on their boards is spanning throughout the 2020 all the way to 2022. Let's just start with, uh, you know, just recapping some of these guys, John, and we'll start in 2020. There's only two guys really expected uh, that are not commits. And let's just focus on these non-committed guys for now. Um, or Well, maybe, well, one of them, perhaps, is a committed, Miles Hinton, who seems like he's been visiting Michigan more often than not. He's been committed to Stanford since January, still number 70 overall in the rankings on 24-7 Sports' composite. Uh, at this point, you know, it, it kind of raises an eyebrow a little bit here, John. Hasn't really gone Stanford's way as far as... Uh, their season has been going. He committed way back in January, but he's been in Ann Arbor quite a bit.
1: Yeah, he's been in Ann Arbor more than Palo Alto, that's for sure. Um, we've talked about him a bunch. Uh, we've, we've been very uh, reticent to say that Michigan has a great shot here, and I think that's still still the case. Um, I know there there's reports that Michigan still thinks they have a shot here. They don't think they're out. Um, yet, and I think I mean Stanford just locked up a, a seven losses last week, meaning that they uh, shouldn't be going to a bowl this year, which is a big deal. Um, usually, don't choose Stanford solely for the football; you do it for all the other things with the, that the degree provides. But um, at some point, you, you still want to have success on the field and be developed into a good player. So, I think Miles Hinton uh, should be should be thinking about that. So. Um, we'll see how it goes uh he hasn't like he hasn't been to Stanford in a while so he might be kind of losing touch with why he committed there um but again we'll, we'll have to see it'll be uh interesting you know month or so before the signing day to see um, if he decides to flip or not as you said they've
2: already got seven losses they're playing Notre Dame this weekend so you'd imagine they would probably go to eight losses which is just another tip in uh, Michigan's cap but Uh, We'll see how things go this weekend on Michigan's side of things because they got to get some big wins here too. Moving on, the other 2020 guy that has not committed yet um, that is going to be on campus this weekend for the game, Jalen Harrell. He's a four-star guy. He's from Tampa, Florida. He's listed as a weak side defensive end on 24-7, but I could kind of see him being the Sam linebacker in Don Brown's defense, kind of like that Josh Uche uh, type of uh, character on the D 64 235 crystal balls are split right now between Florida and Florida state, which isn't uncommon uh, being a Florida kid, a four-star high ranked kid uh, from the state of Florida, but Michigan certainly in this race, seems like there are a few schools in here, John.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to, Harold was supposed to come up um, for a game earlier this year, but couldn't because there's some storm in Florida, I think that prevented him from flying up. Um, so it's good to see that he, uh, still had plans to come back that shows his interest is high. Um, yeah, we're Michigan's battling the, the local Florida schools for Miami, um, Florida State, schools like that, but they're kind of in turmoil right now. Uh, Miami just lost to FIU, so I think that's going to open the door uh, for Michigan here with Harrell, and I think you're exactly right with where he projects in college. Um, he's definitely seems like a long, quick guy to come off the edge like Josh Uche, um, more of a stand-up guy than putting your hand down in the dirt. And let's talk about the commits that are going to be on campus this weekend,
2: too, because there's quite a bit. And the one guy that really stands out being Jordan Morant. He's the four-star safety from New Jersey. Hasn't visited Michigan at all this season. He visited USC for their game against UCLA last week. Uh, He visited Texas A&M earlier in the season as well. Really, really, really good news to get him back on campus after some scares there, Uh, you know, between fans and – some of the recruiting experts alike saying this may not be fully locked in as in he's been visiting all of these other schools and and hasn't visited Michigan but now that he's going to be in Ann Arbor this weekend could kind of uh, breathe a sigh of relief so to speak
1: yeah i think it it's kind of similar to the Eric Gray situation last year where he commits over the summer and then starts taking visits elsewhere um and you kind of wonder what's going to happen there but the key difference is that Gray kept saying he would be coming up for a game but never did um, back to Michigan but if Morant ends up coming like he says he's going to um, I think it's it's really good uh, sign for Michigan's chances in keeping him I think uh, once once he comes back up being around all the commits that are going to be on campus and the, the buzz around the stadium I think uh, it'll be enough to keep him in the class.
2: And the other commits that are going to be on campus this weekend: Zach Zenter, four-star offensive guard; Kalal Mullings, four-star linebacker; Aaron Lewis; Roman Wilson; R.J. Moten; Brayden McGregor; Andre Seldon; Makari Page; Cornell Wheeler. Those last three guys being teammates at West Bloomfield. Jeffrey Percy and Reese Atterberry. So, got quite the quite the group of twenty twenty commits going to be on campus here, with most of them being quite vocal uh, in their class, Brayden McGregor, obviously being a bigger one. And, uh, Andre Seldon and Cornell Wheeler being the two other ones, uh, that you would definitely want on campus. If you're trying to lock in some of these other guys, especially in the 2021 class. And there's a ton of them. So let's just start right at the top there with the highest ranked guy, Tywon Malone. I hope I pronounced that correctly. He's a big, big boy, defensive tackle, six, three and a half, 300 pounds, He's from New Jersey. Uh, He's number 37 overall in the composite, number one in the state of New Jersey, number six defensive tackle. He's got offers from pretty much everywhere, and he's pretty much right at the top of Michigan's board in 2021 as far as defensive linemen go.
1: Yeah, he's a big, big big-time target at defensive tackle, which is going to be a big position of need Uh, in 2021. He's um, also a big... uh, baseball prospect which is kind of surprising to hear given his size he's a huge first baseman with power unsurprisingly um but i also think it speaking of uh commits who are visiting um rj moten is scheduled to take his official visit um up on campus this weekend and he's another new jersey kid who's also looking to play baseball at the next level so that's a great guy to have on campus to talk to him about you know that path um joey velasquez is doing the same thing Um, he was a 2019 guy he's on the team right now so it's a good precedent that Michigan has set that they can they're going to allow these guys to pursue both sports at the next level so I think that's a big feather in the cap for for Michigan here and I think Michigan's one of his the early leaders for Malone
2: yeah he he definitely seems like uh, very open in terms of the recruitment as far as uh, schools go Michigan's in there for sure He's got that Alabama offer already, so he's he's going to be heavily wanted in 2021. A couple uh, in-state guys that are going to be on campus that are in the 2021 class. Rocco Spindler, he's pretty much been, it seems like at least, at every Michigan home game this season. And Donovan Edwards, four-star running back. He's from West Bloomfield. Teammates with Cornell Wheeler and those other uh, two guys that are coming. Uh, Makari, Page and... Uh, And Andre Selden. So it's uh, definitely good to get these two in-state kids uh, back on campus, uh, especially with them being right in your backyard. And these two guys are also right at the top of Michigan's list uh, of recruits in the 2021 class. Uh, And they're going to need definitely another running back uh, to complement Blake Corum
1: in 2020. Yeah, Donovan Edwards is you don't want to miss this guy, you know, number four running back in the country. And he's, he's proven it every, every game this year that he had. um, He's a big time talent that it's looking good for Michigan still in the early goings, um, but they're going to have to keep it up to, to keep him um, given how, how strong other schools are pursuing him, like Ohio state. Uh, Yeah. And Spindler, we've talked about a bunch. Um, We're just kind of waiting for him to commit at this point. I think he seems all Michigan um, he did visit Ohio State last weekend for the Penn State game, um, but then he's coming right back uh, to Michigan again. So I think I think his heart lies with the in-state school. so it'd be nice to get him on board sooner rather than later to turn into another good peer recruiter for the class.
2: Yeah, that one definitely does seem like a if not when um, so or when not if I should say. yeah he's he's number 43 overall in the 24 uh, 7 sports composite number seven offensive tackle number two in the state of Michigan and Donovan Edwards is right there at number 62 overall. And both guys, uh, crystal balls are favored for Michigan right now. So definitely good to see, definitely good to get them back on campus. Another guy is strong side defensive end, six foot three, two We're talking about Quinton Somerville. He's from Scottsdale, Arizona, number 69 overall in the composite number four, strong side defensive end. Number one player in the state of Arizona. The one crystal ball right now on Oklahoma. And uh, Oklahoma definitely seems like one of his top schools. Along with Michigan, uh, this is going to be, in my opinion, a bit tougher of a poll. He's got offers from pretty much everywhere. He's a West Coast kid. Uh, this one could get a little tough. He's got offers from Ohio State, LSU, Auburn. Um, you know, He's, he's going to be getting some more offers here coming up soon. He's a big-time talent.
1: Yeah, he this is uh, will be Somerville's uh, second visit to campus, which is good. Um, this early for him being uh, across the country, like you said. Um, and he he had some really good things to say about Michigan last time he visited. That made me feel like he he'll he'll keep considering Michigan um, as time goes by. It'll just be about getting him back to campus for an official, and uh, you know, trying to keep him interested in Michigan from across the country. I think Sean Nua is, has been doing a really good job with him. Um, you know, he's got the ties to that region as well and he's Mm -hmm. a defensive position coach for him. So that's a good, um, start to, to have with him. So we'll see how this visit goes. Um, I think, I think that Michigan will be in it for, for longer than another kid from out there would be. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, I, 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 would agree with all of that. Um, it definitely is good to get him back on a second visit, like you said. So, um, With Sean Newell being the West Coast recruiter, um, you know, it, 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 we'll just have to wait and see on him. A, a guy that I'm more confident in, John, uh, is Aaron Armitage. He's a, another strong side defensive end, 6'4", 242. He's from New Jersey, and it seems like Michigan's pretty much in line with uh, getting every – big-time New Jersey recruit at this point with all the ties that they have on their coaching staff. It's pretty much a pipeline at this point, New Jersey to Michigan. Um, But he, uh, I think he grew up a fan of Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. And the crystal balls are split right now, 50% to Michigan, 50% to Penn State. If I were to give a crystal ball early on, I would give it to Michigan. It seems like he really, really likes Michigan. Ann Arbor and really likes the coaches from the last time that I spoke with him. Uh, Those were the things that mainly stood out to him. And uh, this is just another chance to further those bonds, further the relationship and hopefully get closer to uh, getting a verbal commitment from him too.
1: Yeah. There previously um, I would have said Michigan was a slam dunk favorite for Armitage. Um, I think he came up for the barbecue and things went really well, but then he visited Penn state for the, the whiteout and their win against Michigan and got a crystal ball uh, for them after that. So I don't think it's quite, um, it's more of a battle now than it was before Um, Penn state does well in New Jersey um, just like Michigan does. But I think it'll be, it'll be good to have Armitage back on campus um, for a game this time. And I think, I think the coaches will do a good job of, you know, getting back out in front there. I think it's still their race to lose.
2: Yeah, and he's got a lot of offers piling up, too, if you just go to his offer list there. He's got, I mean, the big three in the Big Ten with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, but he's also got Florida, LSU, uh, Michigan State's in there, Stanford, Texas A&M, Wisconsin. So he's got a lot of schools to uh, dive into and see what he wants to do. So, um, yeah, Michigan's definitely got a pretty good shot with him, I would say. Another guy that we haven't talked too much about here, outside linebacker, Junior Colson. He's on number 170 overall, a six foot two, two 210-pounder, outside linebacker. He's from Tennessee. He's got a lot of SEC offers piling up here, a lot of Southern schools offering him. And I don't believe he's been on campus yet. Is this his first time,
1: John? I believe so. Um, I know they had a couple – Uh, guys up from tennessee for the barbecue but i don't think colson was with them um i don't see that he's visited on his profile page um he was offered in june so yeah um i don't think he's been up here so that'll be good for your first experience at the game um you know for a for a big time outside linebacker has a lot of sec offers um being from tennessee i think he's pretty open at this point, but. He's been racking up offers left and right, so it'll, it'll be good yeah. to have a visit here to kind of, you know, get his attention on Michigan.
2: One guy a little more familiar with Ann Arbor is another offensive lineman, a six, two hundred 265-pounder from Illinois, a David Davikov. He's 178 overall in the composite, uh, 100% of the crystal ball predictions right now in favor of Michigan. Uh, it seems like he's very uh, in favor of Michigan at this point, and in my opinion, this is another uh, when, not if kind of situation for Michigan. They, they've they been recruiting offensive linemen really, really well, and he just seems like another guy that would uh, fit in with uh, all those guys that Ed Warner has been recruiting to Michigan quite well.
1: Yeah, and Sharon Moore has been cleaning up in Illinois. Uh, we got the, the number one guy from nineteen twenty and 21 so far and uh, David Cobb's number two behind JJ McCarthy in the class for 21. So that'd be uh, cool to, to keep that pipeline going. And I think that Michigan's put themselves in a good spot to, to keep that that pipeline rolling. Yep, and he, he's got uh, some pretty
2: big-time offers, too, LSU, Penn State, Oregon, Ohio oh, State. So uh, pretty early on here, he's got some really, really good offers, Um you know, being an Illinois kid, I know I'm not a ton of Illinois guys get ranked really, really high and get all these really good offers, but he's definitely one of them. And uh, they're comping him to Joe Staley, former uh, CMU Chippewa there uh, on 24-7. They comped him there, so uh, would be a really good get for Ed Warner and, and those guys there. Another big-time defensive tackle that they're going after, and it seems like Michigan's doing a really good job here. Sean Nua, another a good recruiting job here. Victory Vaca. Six foot three, three fifteen. Another really, really big inside defensive lineman. He's from California, hundred eighty nine overall on the composite. He's starting to rack up some offers too here: Texas A M, LSU, uh, Nebraska. He has Washington State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. So he's starting to uh, collect some pretty good offers here, and it seems like he's going to be another one of those uh, top defensive linemen that they're going to go after here in this class.
1: Yeah, you love to see two uh, big time blue chip defensive tackles him along with Malone on the list um, given the importance defensive tackle being 21 I'd say the school to look out here for uh, Vaca here is LSU um, we took a trip down there this season and had a lot of good things to say um, so they, they're probably the big competition I mean for a California kid there's you know USC is always going to be there too yeah. um, but but I think uh, with this with this visit Michigan's Got another uh, good chance with a West Coast defensive tackle guy, just like uh, Somerville, um, with Sean Newey there being his recruiter. Let's go through a couple
2: more in-state guys, a uh, couple of them being on the offensive line. Raheem Anderson, Michigan's top center prospect at this point, 201 overall on the composite. Rayshawn Benny, six foot four, offensive tackle. He's from Oak Park. Two hundred and fifty-one on the composite, and then Jamari Budden, who in my opinion is severely underrated at this point. He's an off, or, uh, excuse me, outside linebacker, six foot two, one ninety-three. He's from Belleville. Um, I would imagine that Michigan would lead in the recruitment for at least two out of the three. Benny is a little more tight-lipped, but I would imagine that Michigan leads for Raheem Anderson and for Jamari Budden. What say you, John?
1: Yeah, I think Michigan likes all three a bunch, and they're, they're definitely in a good position for all three. Benny would, would be the one I think is a little more open right now, but Anderson and Budden seem uh, ready ready to commit to Michigan at some point in the future. Both have 100% crystal balls to Michigan. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they'd be a great start to a, to a loaded 21-in-state class along with Giovanni El-Hadi, who is already in the class. Yeah. Would be great additions for
2: sure, and I, I at this, I I really really don't know how Button is ranked at three hundred and eleven in the twenty four seven. Just there is not the composite; he's listed as a three star. I would imagine that that would change at the end of his junior season because this guy is just uh, waiting for a rankings. Uh, pretty much just a redo of the rankings. Hey, he he's had a really really good junior season. If you look at the tape, he just he, he man he the way he hits is just. It's it's really really nice. He he could be a really good college player and hopefully a guy that Michigan could get here. But moving on, here we'll go to a uh, Colin Montgomery who uh, I believe visited earlier for the Notre Dame game. Is that uh, did he visit earlier this season?
1: Yeah, he was up. I think it was Notre Dame. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. That, that's this will be his third visit.
2: Yeah, so he I definitely
1: think... loves Michigan um, all the way from Texas. He's another guy that I think is in for a, a ratings bump based on how many schools have offered him um, so yeah. far. Uh, he I was going to say,
2: I, I thought I walked past him at the Notre Dame game. Oh, actually. Really? I, he's a, he's a big boy. Six, five, three Oh five. So he, yeah, he was yeah. for sure. But
1: uh, yeah, uh, probably
2: like you said, and definitely in line for a rankings bump for sure.
1: Yeah. I think he's uh, I think, I mean, he obviously lo- uh, likes Michigan a lot. Uh, so we'll see if he's, like commit ready or if he's uh, still just taking his time to uh, to make a decision. But you you'd definitely like to see three visits from a prospect from Texas and it's not even his senior year yet. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And for a kid that is number 378 on the composite, you wouldn't imagine having offers like Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. Uh, and the list just goes on and on and on. Georgia. He's got a lot of really good offers and it's going to be hard to fend off these top schools, but I think Michigan's right in the thick of things there. But uh, let's go to Michigan's Viper prospect uh, in the 2021 class. That's Bryce Steele. He's six foot one, 195 pounds. He is just the perfect framed guy to play Viper in Don Brown's defense. He's ranked 390 overall. He's from Virginia, got offers from Ohio state, uh, Michigan, of course, Penn state, North Carolina. I mean, he he's got a pretty good offer list here too, but he's the Viper that they're going after in twenty twenty one. They've been recruiting him for what seems like forever. But both crystal ball predictions right now in, in Ohio State's favor. Um you know, what's going on here, John? They've been recruiting him for God knows how long and Ohio State's out in front now.
1: Yeah, they those crystal balls just came in this week too after he visited uh for the Penn State game. Um, they, they're recruiting him for their version of the Viper position. They call the Bullet, um, which I think Al Washington kind of adapted. Um, so the yeah, they he they clearly made an impression on him um, last weekend. But yeah, Michigan will have their shot um, in short order this weekend to kind of turn the tides again. Um, they're recruiting uh, his teammate Elijah Gaines for a long time at cornerback before he committed to Penn State. So. They've definitely been familiar with him and his school, mm-hmm. so um, I think Michigan's still in it uh, for sure. Uh, they'd love, they can definitely have the tape to show them of how they can he can succeed in the Viper position. So um, it's hard when Don Brown wants you for the Viper; it's hard to beat.
2: Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, just with the success that Khalik Hudson's had over the last few years, and obviously Jabril Peppers was sensational there for the one season that he played under Don Brown. Kind of tough to beat all that. Another in-state guy, Caleb Tiernan. He's an offensive tackle from Livonia, seven, two 265 pounds. Not yet ranked on the composite, but 24-7 has him at number 425 overall in their rankings, number three player in the state of Michigan. And I would imagine that Michigan leads here too. It, it, you know, it, if they really, really wanted to, they wouldn't have to take an offensive lineman outside of the state of Michigan in this class. They could just stay in state and get probably five or six guys to play on offensive line. He's definitely one of them.
1: Yeah. I think Tiernan's a good chance to commit as any of the other guys that we've talked about and Spindler and Raheem Anderson, Jamari Budden. And there's going to be grumblings about him committing because he's only a three-star with an 87 rating. And people are going to say that he, he should, Michigan should wait to, for, uh, bigger fish before they accept these commitments but I can just foresee him getting you know the requisite bump into four-star status like so many guys uh, Michigan's recruited in the last year like Jeffrey Percy just got his fourth star and then yep. got another bump today so I, th- I think that's gonna be the same story for Tiernan so don't worry if uh, when he joins the class Michigan clearly loves him and they wouldn't accept their commitment unless they're sure about it yeah he's
2: another guy kind of like Piercy that's Probably going to need a couple years to develop the college frame, but once he does, he'll probably be, uh, I I would imagine, left tackle, if not right tackle. He'd probably be somewhere in that mix, kind of like what Ryan Hayes has been doing this season, kind of going back and forth between left and right. So um, I would imagine that would probably be in line for Tierney too. But uh, the last couple 2021 guys on the list here, weak side defensive end Jason Anye. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Six foot five, 245. Uh, he's from Rhode Island, Warwick, Rhode Island, actually, which I believe is where Quiddy Pay is from, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, another guy same here. School, yeah. same, same school, too. Bishop Hendrickin? Yep. Okay. Yep. And the other guy here, Jack Pugh. he's a six foot five tight end. He is from the state of Ohio. Both also not composite ranked. Both are three stars right now on 24-7 Sports so we haven't talked a lot about them. So if these are guys that Michigan's really going after in the 2021 class, obviously good news to have them on campus this weekend for a big rivalry game.
1: Yeah, I think this will be uh the first visit for both these guys. Um Onye or Onier was offered um a little while ago. He, you know, he's the classic Don Brown guy um from from the Northeast. So you, you know, odds are he's going to be a good player when it's all said and done. Um, Pugh's a little more up in the air, an Ohio kid. Um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. He doesn't have, he's got some good, uh, you know, lower mid-tier P5 offers at this point, along with a bunch of max schools. Um, he doesn't have an offer from Michigan yet, so we'll see if that happens Saturday or if they, they decide to wait. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it looks like Onye actually visited Ohio State last weekend for their game against Penn State. He doesn't have an offer from Ohio State yet, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But uh, his his best two offers for sure are Penn State and Michigan, um, and he's got a ton of other lower-ranked FBS schools, um, You know, Rutgers, Virginia Tech, Duke, those kind of schools there. But you yeah, all just have to wait and see on those two guys. But wrapping up real quick, 2022, we got a few guys here, um, one of which is – Probably going to be their top quarterback prospect in this class is uh, Nico Marshall, who has been on campus a couple times. Two crystal balls for Michigan. He doesn't have a composite score yet, like most of these 2022 guys do or uh, do not, but he's number 74 overall on 24 7 sports. He's from Colorado. I would imagine that Michigan leads at this point for the quarterback here.
1: Yeah, he's visited a bunch of times already. Um, He's got crystal balls for Michigan, which is a big sign for a 2022 guy already. Um, I don't know really know what the connection was that got Marshall so interested in Michigan, but it's he seems to have been really responding. Um, and yeah, it's you know quarterbacks decide early, it's, and it's still even early for quarterbacks to start committing. But once it comes around that time, if nothing else changes, then it should be Michigan
2: for sure. Uh, Ordell, New Jersey native. Love to get these New Jersey guys on campus. Jaden Gold, uh, six foot two cornerback. He's number 23 overall on 24-7 sports. Got offers from Michigan, Michigan State, Florida, Rutgers, Tennessee, Texas a m Penn State, Notre Dame. Uh, so he's starting to build a really, really nice offer sheet as a freshman already.
1: Yeah, Michigan has a chance to land some big-time cornerbacks in 2022. Um, they're in with a lot of the top-tier guys, and Gold's just one of them. Um, you know, like you said, New Jersey, we always we already have a pretty built in advantage here, um, especially if Anthony Campanile stays on the staff, um, along with Chris Partridge. So um, Gold visited a little bit a little while ago, I can't quite remember when if it was a game or not, or over the summer, but he's been to campus before. Um, he's going with plenty of other uh, New Jersey guys, his teammate Taiwan Malone will be there. So it'll, it'll be a good visit for Gold. Yep, and last two guys here. Michigan leads in the crystal
2: ball for Tyler Martin, inside linebacker, six foot two and a half. He's from Massachusetts, and then finally, Darius Clemens, six foot three, wide receiver from Portland, Oregon. He's got one crystal ball for Michigan State, and I can tell you why because he is a legacy at Michigan State. Uh, uh, his father, I believe, went to MSU, so might be a tough beat there. Uh, to get him, but it uh, looks like Tyler Martin, as Michigan leads for him so far, and the inside linebacker from Massachusetts, and they they've been getting a lot of these northeast guys like we've talked about before. Uh, with Don Brown uh, to commit to Michigan, he seems like another
1: likely candidate to do so. Yeah, Martin's been on campus a lot. Um, he's he's another guy that Michigan seems to be ahead for. Uh, Clemens, like you said, is a Michigan State legacy, but. The last two weekends, um, he was at Ohio State, and now he'll be at Michigan this weekend. So he's definitely not shy about uh, going visiting the rivals, especially coming all the way across the country from Oregon. So I know, like Alan True said today, that he should be a four-star when it's all said and done, so he may uh, be looking at bigger programs. Hmm. We'll definitely have to keep up with
2: all of this, and we will, of course, break everything down next week but for now we are going to take a quick break we will come back and finish the show with some michigan hoops recruiting so stick around
0: judy was boring hello then judy discovered com. it's
2: my little escape
0: now judy's the life of the party
2: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
0: whoa take it easy judy
2: And we are back. We're going to finish our show today talking to some Michigan basketball recruiting here. They had a big-time guy on campus last week, uh, Joshua Christopher, five-star guy. One of the really (laughs) last remaining guards in 2020 for Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball program, uh, especially after Adam Miller, uh, the four-star guard from Illinois, committed to the University of Illinois, which was no surprise. There were 12 crystal balls in for the Fighting Illini when it was all said and done for him. But uh, it sounds like Joshua Christopher had a good time on campus. I, I had read that uh, his visit was a 9.9 out of 10. And the reason that the one was left off is because he lost his AirPods <laughs> in Ann Arbor, which uh, definitely, uh, definitely sucks for him that that happened. But uh, it sounds like Juan Howard and those guys knocked the visit out of the park. And you really, really hope uh, for Michigan's 2020 class for the sake of that class that they get him. Because if, if they don't, they're probably just going to stick with Zeb Jackson as their only guard in that class, John.
1: Yeah, uh, those lost AirPods, the only thing that kept uh, Michigan away <laughs> from that 10.0 rating uh, he wanted to give them. So I think it was still a, a really good visit um, for Christopher. There hasn't been too much uh, intel coming out of it yet, but uh, apparently, you know, he got to go to the Houston Baptist game on Friday, which was you know a massive blowout. Um, the crowd is chanting his name, so that's always good. Uh, it'll make him feel uh, excited. Um, he still has got some family connections to his other schools, like Missouri and Arizona State. Um, that are going to be tough to tough to overcome still Uh, Michigan's kind of the one school that uh, doesn't have a location or a family member advantage so that's always going to be a long shot to uh, to overcome but I think they did the best that they could um, given the circumstances and now it's just kind of a wait and see Um, I don't think there's a timeline for his commitment he did move up the visit from March to to now so I think he's probably uh, wanting to make a decision sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, it seems that way. He was originally, like you just said, going to visit in March, move that back up, and he's going to be visiting UCLA uh, in January as well. And uh, UCLA right now, the leader, of course, five crystal balls for the Bruins. Um, He's from California, so that shouldn't come as a total surprise Uh, this is going to be a really tough poll honestly John I I don't know if they're going to be able to get him they had a good visit for him it it was nice it was good that they got him on campus but at the end of the day I just don't see this one really happening I think what they're inevitably going to end up with is a class with Zeb Jackson Isaiah Todd uh, Juwan Howard's son Jace and then probably throwing Hunter Dickinson in there as well Um, so you'll in, in my opinion, you'll probably have those four guys, and probably move on. Probably look toward the twenty twenty one class, or maybe even uh, the transfer route for a guard if they um, feel so compelled to go that route. I could see them doing that. Um, I mean, they're probably going to have the roster space to do so. With Xavier Simpson's going to be gone, Teskey's going to be gone, Austin Davis could go as well, and you never just you, you just never know what these guys. Uh, at this point with with how transfers go nowadays but I would imagine at this point they'd probably just look ahead to the 2021 class because they're in on a few top-ranked guys uh, in 2021 Christian Lander we've talked about already he's probably the top guy on their list for 2021 and uh, Kennedy Chandler is another guy another big time five-star point guard prospect as well so at this point, probably just stick with those four guys that I had mentioned and move on and just hope that you can get at least one of those top guys in 2021. What What do you think inevitably would happen there?
1: Yeah, I agree. Just get enough to have uh, good enough depth next year. Um, you know, carry 10, 11, uh, maybe 12 guys on the roster is, is usually all you need. A lot of schools don't even um, use all 13 scholarships every year. Um, so yeah you can be flexible with maybe a grad transfer that'll only take up the the scholarship for a year so um, you can focus your efforts on 2021 where, where you'll have a, a full recruiting cycle to actually mm-hmm. um, build relationships with these guys which Howard didn't have coming in in May uh, this year so uh, the, the, that might pay off more um, for them in the in the future um, I also think you know Michigan season has started off really well. It just gives more data for these guys who are unsure about how, you know, Michigan basketball will look under Howard um, is going to go. So if, if that keeps being positive, I think it'll, it's only going to, that's like the one missing piece to Howard's uh, recruiting pitch. And so if, if that comes to fruition, then I think it's going to be hard to top Michigan for these big time guys.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with all that, man. Um, you pretty much nailed it right there. I I don't have any disputes with that, but um, yeah, that's just a uh, it's just a, another kind of wait and see thing with uh, Christopher and see how it all plays out. But uh, we, I I certainly do not expect a uh, a commitment from him anytime soon. Dickinson, on the other hand, could be any day now. It, I feel like we've been saying that for a few weeks, and you know it probably could extend even longer than that, but. I think that about does it here. John, is there any other final thoughts uh, that you have, whether it's recruiting or not before this, uh, this big game this weekend?
1: Uh, Just look out for the recruiting visitors list on Friday. Um, There's already such a long list, but there's definitely going to be a lot more coming. I think Yeah, it's going to be pretty impressive. I think when it's all said and done.
2: Yeah, I I, I think so too. And that's a really good point because we're recording Monday night. This isn't going to be posted until Thursday. So definitely be sure to uh, keep a lookout for that recruiting visitors list that John always puts up. He always does a really good job with that. And uh, in case you haven't heard, uh, our boss, Anthony Broom, and myself, we're going to be tailgating in Ann Arbor for the Michigan-Ohio State game at Audible's 64th Man Tailgate. That's going to be at Pioneer High School in Ann Arbor, of course. So if you want to uh, come check out the tailgate, definitely feel free. Go to maizeandbrew.com for all the details. It's going to be a really good time. Um, John, you going to be in Ann Arbor this weekend? Uh, unfortunately, I will not. Damn. Well, maybe next time we'll have to uh, get you down there at some point, and uh, we'll, we'll get you out there and have a good time, John. Trust me. Um, don't Thank worry. We'll, next time, for sure. But uh, that about does it for our show today. Follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at? At Simmons underscore John. Be sure to like Mason Brew on Facebook and Instagram, and follow Mason Brew on Twitter at Mason Brew. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave those five star reviews. You can find it on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. We can deliver it to you. And tomorrow, out of the blue, we'll be here on the SB Nation Podcast Network. We will be back here, John and I will. Next week for uh, a recap of the Ohio State visitors. And uh, I'm like we just said, I'm sure that there's going to be a ton more added and a few guys um, that always get added and always get subtracted as well. So stick around next week for that. We will be back for another podcast. And for John, my name is Vaughn. We'll talk to you guys next week. And Go Blue!